I took a photo that it was one of those photos that uh, you don't realize at the time you take it, how many notable people are in it. Yes. Like I saw like little Steven had just walked in to much notice, mm-hmm. like thunderous applause as he comes walking in and takes his seat. And I look over and I see behind him is Pete, Pete Buttigieg and his husband. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. I got to get a cap to them. And yeah. Took a shot. And then I, I think I tweeted it out. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. like, isn't yeah. that great? And, and then, you know, and then someone's like, oh, that, that's Governor Murphy of New Jersey talking to <laughs> little Steve. Uh-huh. Uh, and oh, there's Ridley Scott standing over <laughs> on yeah. the right. <laughs> and uh, there's John Landau in the back. Totally didn't notice him on that because he's sort of in the, in the back. And uh, I'm like, wow, that was, a, that, was a, that was a pretty cool crowd there. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lessing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me tonight is a husband, a father, a blogger, a music fan, and my personal publicist, Ken Rosen (laughs) from E Street Shuffle. Ken, welcome to the podcast again. Thanks. Jesse, thanks for having me, and I'm sure my wife will appreciate you putting husband at the top. Of the Absolutely, list. She, yes, she I reminds know. me of that sometimes. That she goes to the top of the list. So. Yes, uh, yeah, uh, you know, truly one of there have been many great things about the podcast, but definitely, if I'm putting together a top five, is uh, you writing me up for Backstreets and having the article. Yeah. Uh, so I still you know, love the idea that, you know, we got to celebrate five years of set listing Bruce by being on there. And so, uh, you know, just once again, thank you, sir. It was so nice. Well, that was, that was, it was a fun conversation. Um, and it, and it was fun for me because I don't get to do that many long form pieces. Either. Right. So um, the backstreet stuff is, is fun for me to do once in a while. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm glad that it was, uh, able to generate some some guest traffic for you too we did we got some guests and we got everything so good so yeah uh all right so um i don't know if you heard but bruce is back on broadway i did hear that (laughs) and uh so let's just start at the beginning did you immediately think okay i gotta go see the second round or okay you did okay yeah i mean uh um I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe I thought about it for a second because he, he kind of faked us out, right? And said, like, on the radio, uh, well, I don't know if I'm going to change it up too much on that. Um, but I, I still loved the original, and I know that the original run had different nuances, and it evolved right. along the way, yeah. right? So I still thought that there was a decent chance that it was going to reflect his lived experiences since then um now remind me you had gone the original run correct yeah Mm -hmm. okay i actually got to go the first show of the original run too. the first preview 
Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of a nice um, symmetry. To yeah. Be able to be there for this one. Well, because I know, um, you know, I get a um, a message from you going opening night, baby, and I went, okay, you've <laughs> got to be on the podcast. I was, I was a little excited. I would be too. So, how did you? Uh, I mean, you shot for the brass ring. How? Uh, just luck of the draw, or it, it was it was total. Uh, it, it wasn't luck exactly. It was just um, accidentally stumbled into oh, maybe a back door. I okay. guess to call it. So, like if you go on to SeatGeek, so when it went on sale, the way that it was supposed to work is you you pull up the landing page right for Springsteen yeah. on Broadway. And you would go into a queue, into a waiting room. Right? Yeah. Or I think you could pick a specific date and it would still take you into the, the waiting room. Yeah. And what I did, not for any particular reason, I just did it. When I searched for Springsteen and it populated all the dates, at the very bottom, it said uh, all search results. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what day I'm going to go. So I'll just click all search results. Yeah. And then it came up with a separate page, which just had all the dates. I'm like, well, great. I'll just like do the right click thing down the list until I yeah. find a date. What I, what I think happened, I'm fairly sure, is that if you did it that way, it totally bypassed the waiting room. And okay. because when it went on sale, I, I literally just went like right click opening night. What seat would you like? <laughs> like? I will take the best available, please. Yes. <laughs> and then it was like right there in the row BB, which was the front row at the time. Yeah. Um, the center, I'm like, it can't possibly be that easy. Like, right. that's that's crazy. Like, my hand's shaking. Sure. <laughs> trying to like. Like, okay, this process. is going <laughs> to error out. When I go to the yeah. car, yeah. it's going to say, yeah. sorry. That's what Ticketmaster does, right? Like, exactly. It just, like, yeah. And it just went through. And I'm like, this is the best ticket site ever. Yeah. Like, what incredible performance. And then I'm seeing all the chatter, right, on social from folks having a terrible time. And I'm like, why did that happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually went and I picked up a second ticket for later in the run. Because um, you could buy like two total after I'll buy my two singles. Yeah. And the same thing happened. And I'm like, I don't understand what's happening here. And I figured it out finally because there were a few other people like me who had that experience. And when we mm-hmm. compared notes, we figured out that's what happened. And then okay. I tweeted it out and hopefully. Some it's like, here's the people the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, when I went on Broadway, um, I, I've told the story multiple times. I've been married a long time and there are, there are when I went to Linda to ask if I could go, I said, you know, as a married couple, there are times we ask each other's questions and the answer is, has to be yes. Like, you know, hey, her sister Mary is coming over to spend the night. Do you care? No, I don't care. Even if I cared, my answer is no, I don't care. And mm-hmm. just Mary, who does listen to this podcast, I never care when you're coming over. This is just an example, okay? I, I love when you come over. Um, you know, but there are things like, hey, uh, you know, Linda's like, I'm like, I'm, I'm paying for poker Friday night, Linda, do you care? I don't care, you know? Um, 
But when I asked about going to Broadway, I said, you have the right to say no on this. <laughs> so um, had you discussed in advance with um, your better half, like, hey, I'm going to be spending some mad money <laughs> to see Bruce. Yeah, um, we, it did. But it was also sort of like the, hey, I don't know if this is actually going to happen because right. there are only a couple of dates that we're going to work out and i'm like i have no idea like the whole world because you know as bruce fans we think the entire world is too right and yeah, so exactly everyone's going to be like going for these tickets right the odds of me getting this are probably pretty slim yeah. right um and so you know i think she was out ice skating or something in the morning which she does yeah when they went on sale and you know she came back and she's like oh did you get them i'm like um yeah yeah <laughs> it's been two weeks and it was um maybe a little bit more money than yeah. I, thought I was gonna spend but... Yeah. Uh, but she was very cool it was one of the like when i told her she was like okay yeah you you got it you got to do that yeah exactly uh, uh did you just fly in and fly out I, I took the red eye friday night i landed at jfk 6 a.m on saturday uh saw the show saturday night it was on the 710 flight the next morning back to seattle mm -hmm. landed right smack in the middle of the heat wave yeah we just <laughs> um, a little bit punchy still i bet and even a couple of days later um mm -hmm. it was a it, it's been a surreal few days um i bet but, you know at least the first few were in a good way yeah uh, well i i need to apologize you were very kind but um you know uh i had seen i'd seen a posting on facebook about hey spoiler alert if you don't want to oh. know about changes don't read any further okay i'm i'm serious you know this is kind of i it, i i thought back to uh, like watching lost or or other tv shows where you would you know you post spoiler alerts and so um i knew i wasn't going and so i didn't think anything about tweeting like because i had been saying I hope he doesn't change anything because that way it makes it much easier for me not yeah. to want to go. Right. I'm at peace. Yeah. I'm at peace because they're not. So, so I did just tweet, like, I'm excited for people who are getting new songs. Um, disappointed. I'm not going to go. And you like, okay, Jesse, I didn't know there were changes. Thanks for spoiling me. And I went, I, 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 I did see that. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I, I, think, I think you said something like, at least you get a few new songs or something yeah. like that. I'm like, I did not know that. <laughs> I, I felt had been horrible. Yes. I, I, I might have thought a momentarily unkind thought. But well, like, you should I, have been. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, it, I always think of I was in a bowling alley in Lake Charles, Louisiana, back in the late 70s. And um, and the second Star Wars movie had not come out yet. And oh, we were all we're sitting same, around. We're going to have the same story here. I and, know and, and And yeah. this lady like, oh, you mean spoilers if you haven't watched Star Wars, right? Oh, well, you know, Darth is Luke's father. What? <laughs> yeah, I read the novelization. And like, what, what, what are you doing? What, why are you telling us this? So I, I, I always feel guilty about spoiling something for people. And so uh, I felt a little bad, but you were very kind to me. I had the exact same, Not I had a kid on the schoolyard spoil yeah. it for me for Empire yeah. Strikes Back. And, yeah. and yes, I, I, 
I have raged against spoilers ever since then. Absolutely. Um, but uh, it, as it turns out, that was the that was that was all I got as far good, as spoilers. Good. I was able to successfully avoid good. the rest. I didn't know how many. I didn't know what at all. Yeah. So it was. Uh, I got. I. I was. I consider myself pretty fortunate. So yeah, yeah. no harm done. Okay, so, listeners. Uh, Ken and I are about to get into the nitty gritty of the performance. Uh, we're gonna. A- I'm gonna ask him specific questions. He's gonna give specific answers. So if you are wanting to go, if you are going to see the revival of Springsteen on Broadway, and you want to be um, virgin, no spoilers. Um, save this episode, and then after you go to Broadway, come back and listen to it. Fair enough. So, Ken, I, I'm yeah. a lot of these I know because you you wrote a beautiful review for Backstreets, and anyone I recommend them strongly to go and check it out. Um, but um, you know, walk me through. You get there, and um, you're seeing you know, uh, Secretary Pete and little Steven and, you know. (laughs) I took a photo. Uh, It was, um, I took a photo and it was one of those photos that uh, you don't realize at the time you take it, how many notable people are in it. Yes. Like I saw, like little Steven had just walked in to much notice, Mm -hmm. like thunderous applause as he comes walking in and takes his seat. And I look over and I see behind him is Pete, Pete Buttigieg and his husband. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. I got to get a cap to them. And yeah. Took a shot. And then I, I think I tweeted it out. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. like, isn't yeah. that great? And, and then, you know, and then someone's like, oh, that, that's Governor Murphy of New Jersey talking to <laughs> little Steve. Uh-huh. Uh, and oh, there's Ridley Scott standing over <laughs> on the right. <laughs> and, uh, there's John Landau on the back. Totally didn't notice him on that because he's sort of in the in the back. And uh, I'm like, wow, that was a that was a that was a pretty cool crowd there. That so. is very cool. Well, um, you know, I I I don't think it's going to happen, but um, you know, Betsy Hodges, who's been on the podcast a couple times, that was mm-hmm. the mayor of Minneapolis. I asked her. I said, did you run into Pete Buttigieg ever when you you were both mayors? And she goes, yes. And she says that um, as much as I love Pete, I love his husband more. Uh, his husband is just truly one of the nicest people. And she goes, um, I'm so happy they're moving to D.C. that I may get to see my friends now, not just politically that. So I'm like, hey, you know, and so him being there, I'm like, come on, Betsy, hook me up. Like, you know, he hasn't, you know, like have him, you know, let join me on set lesson groups. Let's, you know, we, yeah. we can just talk about the, his uh, Springsteen fandom. So. I always love it. Like, I love when I see, like, there's somebody I admire. Yeah. Right, anyway. And then I discover they're a Springsteen fan. I'm like, oh, cool. That just warms yeah, my heart. Like, it does yeah. give a little warmth in your heart. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, any, um the theater is a lot bigger. I understand. Correct. Did it, did it affect the show whatsoever? I don't think it did. Um, and the funny thing is when I walked in, I was prepared for it to seem way bigger than it okay. seemed like the, the seating chart and everything made it seem immense. Yeah. Um, and, and there's no doubt that it was bigger than the, the Walter curve, but it didn't feel okay. bigger. That's good. Like when I would look up, I'm like, it still feels like a fairly uh, animate theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's um, some people have said that, you know, Bruce seemed more animated 
uh, and he did, and maybe that was in part trying to uh, bridge, you know, the the distance to the yeah. further seats. I, I don't know, um, but whatever it was, it 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 felt. I mean, I had pretty good seats, but it felt I think like it was pretty uh, a pretty intimate performance, though. Because you know, one of the things that the original Rudd impressed me is when he would go off mic. You know, yeah, where and, and would yeah, and and. Um, and I wondered with the bigger venue, did he still do that? He did it and he did it a lot. And I did wonder, I'm like, I can hear him fairly well from where I'm sitting. Yeah. I got to wonder if the people like up in the balcony yeah. far back could hear him. I would assume that, that I have to assume that that's one of the things that they check out right during, yeah. during and, rehearsal. And yeah. I know that. Um, I, I have not seen people complaining about it on social media, and I would think that social media being somewhat social media, there would be complaints if that was the case. And all this money came all this way. The least yeah, you could exactly. do is stand by the microphone so we could hear you. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah. And I, I, you know, it's, the stories are legendary. Uh, Dan French talked about when he was the first time he saw him in Germany. You know, he watched, um, he, you know, he told the story in the podcast. He watched the band keep playing Hungry Heart as Bruce moved from one section yeah. from the auditorium to the other to make sure the sound was good. So I assume they did that. So, yeah. Um, I have said that when I get to go to a show again, and the, all the hope is that 2022. Um, we are all well and we get a tour and we're sitting there that when they walk on stage, I, I don't know if I would be able to control my emotion, you know, because it is, you know, the, the idea of uh, we've made it, there's live music again. Yeah. You know, I, I'm worried. Um, we have tickets, um, I believe it's in August. I'd have to look. It's either August or September. Um, Marsha Ball from New Orleans is playing in a little bitty theater here in Louisville, where I live. And we got tickets. And I'm thinking when I sit there and she comes on stage, I may cry just a little because it's live music again. I, I, I got it. So the first, the first sentence in my review yeah. for Backstreet's was like, the tears started flowing before Bruce even said a word. They were, yeah. I was talking about my tears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't, I wasn't speaking for the audience. I was speaking yeah. for me exactly. at that point in time. So yeah, it was, uh, uh, it, it, it was pretty powerful. I can uh, imagine. I had missed, uh, in, and not just Bruce's performance, but I just in live, it, this, this was my first, Technically not a concert, but it was my first yeah, musical sure. event of yeah. any kind since this whole thing started. Yeah. And to have it, um, yeah, I just can only imagine the emotion. And you address that, though, that he, and it, it almost came across as a little asshole-ish, pardon, not, I don't want to, I don't want to throw stones at St. Bruce, but it almost sounded like he was a little, and so I'm taking it that he did it oh, with I know what you a, mean. Yeah. a sense of humor and tongue in cheek that, you know, he, he was kind of telling the audience, Hey, it's okay. Let's move on. Right. 
I, I think so. I mean, there was no smile on his face. Like, okay. I mean, he, yeah. he kind of he kind of started out the show and he looked pretty like cantankerous, right? Kind of mm-hmm. like grumpy. But but I think it was it, like look. I mean, he walked out on stage and it was, uh, it sounded like an arena full of applause. Sure. And I suspect that if he had let it, it would have gone on for a very 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 long time. Yeah. And I think he just was like. I I don't want to get caught up, and, and I I gotta imagine he had to feel something sure. being back on the stage, right? Right. So I'm like, you know, I I suspect it was, it was uh, for everybody's sake. It was like, let's just get down to business, and yeah. do the show, and also because I, I I think that if he, the energy, the crowd was so boisterous that if he didn't shut it down right away, it was going to go. I mean, it already did. I mean, people still like cheered and whooped and shouted during the show and he had to repeatedly shut it down. But the fact that he didn't waste any time doing that probably. Yeah. Helped. Cause uh, I know when I went and I, I, I compare that to when you went, right. There was not a lot of noise from the audience. I mean, it, it, it was a very well-behaved theater crowd, but I can imagine the enthusiasm after 15, 16 months, no live music. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm here and it's Bruce F and Frank Springsteen is in front of me. You know, it's, it's like, oh my goodness. And you figure the crowd had to be um, pretty hardcore. I mean, I I don't picture opening night. There's many casual, oh, well, let's just go see Bruce. Though this was the first Broadway opening since it is shut Mm -hmm. down. So I think that's also, not that this guy needs awards and not that he needs accolades, but that is another, as we say, a mark on the chalkboard (laughs) opens up Broadway after a pandemic. Who do you want to do it? Well, let's get the boss. I, I just think yeah. that's freaking awesome. It is, and and not at all to take any you know points away from him. It does have to be said though; it was probably the easiest show to remount. Oh, get, <laughs> no doubt, right? <laughs> like you know, um, but for Father's Day, um, Linda and Chris watched it with me on Netflix, and. Um, both of them were impressed and Chris especially said, I, I, I said, I don't, I can't remember whether there was a nomination for the lighting or not, but I know there was discussion about how well it's lit. And Chris was said, yes, it was amazing that, you know, the lighting and the mood and how well it carried. So um, yeah, but it is much easier than throwing Hamilton back up there, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's that exactly. is pretty fair. Yeah, There's not a huge cap, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was uh, they they got it up and running pretty quick. So, so. You, the show starts. You're enjoying it, and uh, you know he's kind of calmed the audience down. How quickly does he go off book and changing the story? Well, so the story doesn't change. Right. The 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 plot, let's put it that way, right. doesn't change. The script changes. Yes. And and that uh all right. Um as we were saying, um so you're right, he doesn't change the story, it's as he's the script. So you're sitting yeah. there and listening. How quickly do you go, oh wait a minute? Uh that- like 
within a couple seconds. Like, I mean, he starts out completely different. Really? Um, it, yeah. Yeah. The opening lines are different. Um, he, it was something like, uh, you know, if you want to be a rock star, first thing you need is an image. And it was like a different way, like in the, the original one, he would talk about his magic trick. Right. Uh, and it was, it was, it was just a different way of coming at the same thing. Um, the much of that opening segment was the same, just sort of a different lead in mm-hmm. uh, the, my hometown segment, which is the second one that was quite different because that one basically became a, here's what my last year has been like. Okay. Um, and, um, and use that as a way to talk about his make light of his run in with the law. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and that generated a lot of laughs and there was, you know, I, each segment, there were a couple that seemed to my mind pretty close and, and relatively untouched, uh, from the original run. Um, and it's a little hard to say it with certainty because it continued to evolve all the way, even exactly. beyond like Netflix was fairly late in the run, but there were still more shows after it. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it's possible that some of those things were, were held over. Um, but you know, it, the, the song changes don't happen until very late yeah. in the show. And, and to be honest, I had totally forgotten about the almost spoiler. Yes. <laughs> by that point right i'm just like in the the show um and uh you know later when when uh hattie comes on stage i think is when they start going off road yeah the because i thought it was um we all talked about this during the first run it's funnier than you think it's going to be yeah you know and it sounds like he continued that vein of humor it did um, the it, 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 it was very self-deprecating yes humor, um, which is very good at right and and um, and it created a, a few little running bits through the show which yeah. was, which was cool too the part that you know I, I I keep going back and reflecting on this and I wrote a little about it in when I wrote the review for backstreets that the and I don't know if it, it might just be my familiarity with the original one, mm-hmm. but it felt like the new parts, the changes felt sounded different. Okay. Like, you know, it's been a few years since he right. wrote the original play. Right. And so yeah. um, I, I wrote like you could feel the seams. I'm curious to know if other people as they see it have the same reaction to it, but I sort of felt like, you know, even if I, I'd like to think that even if I hadn't seen the original, I might be able to tell where like the pieces were. Mm-hmm. The, the The original stuff, uh, the scripted segments, he wrote it in a very like literary style. Like yes. there, it was stylized, yes. right? It wasn't exactly like a book, but it was it was definitely a theatrical style yes. of speaking and delivering. And the newer segments were not. They were more conversational on yeah. that. Uh, a little bit more of a, in a, in a raconteur vein. And so, uh, you know, I would hear the difference in style as he would kind of go back and forth. And you wonder if he will, you know, continue that. And, and I, I assume it's all scripted, 
but it does sound reading your review and hearing other people describe it like it almost sounds like the podcast with president obama or like on his from from my home to yours where he's just talking off the cuff about even though i'm sure the my home to yours is scripted to a certain degree you know he has notes he's going to do it does sound yeah. like this was a little more off the cuff i i think so there there was a script and i know this because there's a big huge teleprompter that hangs off of the mezzanine um midway through the theater so that he can see it and okay. if you happen to turn around to look at the crowd you would go oh there's a big teleprompter with everything okay. and so I, i'm he did write a script out but i don't think that he uses that for the beats right yeah but i i think that if he just feels like a certain nuance or a certain aside or mm-hmm. whatever um he'll he'll just do it that way it's just that helps him keep where he is yeah because one of the things that i struck me when i went um because i i knew the set list but i didn't know much else about it was the way the show doesn't start with good evening like a normal show he just goes immediately into the show you know and and that that kind of went oh wait a minute this truly isn't a concert this is a performance you know it is a play so it's good um the one of one of the most powerful songs i think and and i went fairly early in the run so when he did the wish he did not talk about his mother's alzheimer's when mm-hmm. i was there and then Same i you know yeah. and, and then with netflix he does he talks about that and and it still chokes me up when he um you'll know me in a glance the second time through the chorus and he goes, and you'll know me and stays kind of quiet. The implication is no, she doesn't necessarily know him. So um, <laughs> you never know what's going to listen. Um, Chris is now obsessed with the wish. Mm-hmm. He just, I mean, this has been like, you know, and f- if you're a new listener, Chris is my 32 year old son um, who's gone to two shows. Uh, but he's like, he cannot believe how powerful a song that is and how, what a beautiful tribute to Bruce's mother, yeah. you know? So talk to me a little bit about that and, and the dialogue he did around there. Yeah. And it's funny. So I, I went and like I said, I saw the original run the first night but i also went back and saw it on father's day the next year okay um so that was not the end of the run because it was about six months left but it, but okay. he had started talking about his mother more specifically then yeah. uh and mentioned the alzheimer's and he had that moment in at that time and i remember it just like i was thinking like i'd seen the show i know what was coming and that like it literally took my breath away yeah the impact of that, of that moment and uh i remember that vividly and and so and then I know it was in the Netflix special, and so I was kind of prepared for it now. But what I hadn't given the thought to was, it's been three years, yes, right. And she was seven years into Alzheimer's. Now she's ten and ten years into Alzheimer's. If you've ever known anybody with Alzheimer's, is that's a yeah. long that, that is deep, 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 deep down that hole, right? Yeah. And and she's ninety five now, and and what is you know 
he, he was very he was very descriptive, right? He was like, she cannot talk and she cannot walk. And so she cannot dance. And that was always a big part of the original one was how the dancing still met so much, right? And uh but but she still, you know, she sees him and she can make this noise to let him know that she sees him and she can reach out, you know, as if to dance. And and Bruce talks about how, you know, it's as if she refuses to let go or acknowledge that even those simple pleasures of life are not available, right? Like she's just gonna, if she can't really do it, she's gonna at least be there in in her mind. And it was, I was, I was definitely- I'm uh, almost crying point, now, right? just you yeah, describing and, and, it. And, and what's unspoken, but I, I was thinking, and I'm sure everyone else in that theater was thinking was, they don't have much time left again. No. Um, if there's a revival of this again, a few years down the line, that segment's going to be very different again. And it was just this, what that must be like for him to experience and also to have to talk about yeah. on stage. Just, I, 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 I don't know. It has to be very healing, but it also has to be very hard yeah. to do. Um, and, you know, I don't yeah. know, he has not shared, but um, during the the deep of the pandemic, where, you know, I know he talked about his children don't go see him because they don't want to kill him and Patty, right? So, <laughs> you know, that he was probably no way to see his mom at that time. So, you know, you wonder how much she had changed during that time so yeah incredibly emotional and um and it's to lighten things up for a minute I, i've told this story a couple of times but i was listening to the wish in the car and i got really choked up and i realized i was still able to pick up the phone and call my mom and my mom is perfectly you know she she will turn 80 in september but she is recently fairly healthy considering she's 80 year old right that smoked her whole life and i called her and i'm trying to explain that i'm listening to this song and it's bruce and his mom and my mom's like what i don't understand jesse wayne what 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 are you talking about song what what is this and i ended up just You're dropping like, it i love you mom that's just I what i love you say. That's, I, love I just you. wanted to call and say i love you but so uh, we did pause the Netflix special to tell that story. And my wife and son, both knowing my mom, immediately got that. But right. But it was it was this. Uh, so I think about that all the times when I hear it. And I'm always grateful that I can still call my mom and she knows what's going on. So, yeah, um, I imagine that was just incredibly powerful. Did he change much about 10th Avenue freeze out? Because that's another emotional moment because he he specifically yeah. talks a lot a lot about Clarence I mean he covers the rest of the band but in a lot of ways this is a a love letter to Clarence the the scripted part I felt I think was was pretty similar okay. um nothing's I I can't if if anything stood out at the time it didn't stick with okay. me after okay um the but the the arrangement the performance of the song uh I mean maybe this was a holdover from the end of the run but um yeah 
the I mean, I've, I've heard him do, I, I saw him do it solo piano on uh, the Broadway run. I've heard him do it in, you know, bootlegs and stuff. Yeah. This one was very different. This, oh. this actually, like, it felt like a rock arrangement done solo on the piano. And uh, like, it just felt at times just the way he was, there was no wistfulness. There was, yeah. there was no, like, he was full in it performing it as if he had the e street band behind him um and i i just thought it was one of the 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 highlight i mean i i always liked it in the the original run but but i i thought it it was definitely uh one of the highlights of this one did um so i guess the next the first song that's changed is uh with him and patty correct yeah Yeah. so yeah the fire substitution for right brilliant disguise which is um uh, first off i i love brilliant disguise i think they did a great job of it together um and we talked about right you've shared that um there are certain songs in bruce's like someone was telling me that you know um i'm on fire is their favorite song i was interviewing someone and like she goes though there are just a few things I'm like, yes, hey, little girl, is your daddy home <laughs> can be a little creepy in today's modern, you know, context. Um, fire, though, you said worked as a duet better. It did. So, OK, so first of all, when they started going into fire instead of brilliant disguise, I won't lie. In that very moment, I, I was disappointed because yeah. I love brilliant disguise so much yes and i was like i oh man like this is not i don't i don't know i i was about to say if you had asked me which song i would give up that wouldn't be one of them but then I, i'm like well what song would i give up I yeah know. exactly yeah um, it's a whole different discussion that we can right. have yes um don't make me do that um no. the the but but i was just like you know oh man I, I really want that and then there's the fact that i i i think look fire is a great song um it has gotten for me a little bit creepy right. over the years because it, uh, it's it just uh, it, it just it just it's it, it's like the no me no no yeah, no means exactly. no thing right you got yeah you, you know, exactly uh, and the and and you know the narrators of Bruce's songs don't have to be sympathetic right Nebraska is a great song and yeah. liking that song doesn't mean that you like serial killing, exactly right? no exactly so, but but still I don't know there was something about fire there over the years uh and maybe it's because when I was younger I used to say this is a great song and I maybe I feel bad for not realizing <laughs> yes, the exactly. connotations there. Okay. I don't know maybe it's my issue um but what what I thought you know by the time the song was like maybe halfway through mm-hmm. I was like this is brilliant and the reason I thought it was brilliant was because it actually served this. It served the same role, I think, that Brilliant Disguise did on a couple of levels. Like one of the things Bruce had had talked about a few times is that certain songs uh, transform when sung with someone else, right? Right. And Brilliant Disguise was one of them, right? If you listen to the song on Tunnel of Love, it doesn't sound like a love song. Right. Right. And when you perform it with someone, it's just like, hey, um, marriage relationships, it's sort of a process of sharing bits and pieces of yourself 
right? Yes. Um, and fire worked, and it's it worked on a similar level, right? Where all of a sudden there's two people singing to each other. Right. And now it's not creepy at all. Now it's just like, hey, there's these two people who have this chemistry and they try to deny it, right. but they're drawn together. Right. And because it's together, it, it, it totally changes the song, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it works so well because of their chemistry. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I thought it was great. And so I sort of in the process of that two or three minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I was from... like, oh man, really? Oh wow, this is great. <laughs> That's really nice. Um, another highlight of the original show for me, and if you had asked me beforehand, um, I would have told you I can't stand the blues version of Born in the USA that was on tracks, right? Like I, oh, really? I yeah, I skip it. Don't like it. Don't want to hear this. And, and then exactly. And then when I heard it, I went, oh my gosh, this is perfect. Why would I, once again, I should never learn. I should learn never second guess Bruce. Bruce knows what he's doing. Um, And once again, because we just watched this, um, my wife, you know, Linda's like, I don't know if I've ever listened to the words this way. I, you, you yeah. could have given me a hundred guesses and then until he said that I would not have said this was that song. Yeah. Um, so um, I take that. I, I'm assuming that was still just incredibly powerful. It was. And I think more so um, I think, and I mm-hmm. can't be hundred percent certain because I just like, I haven't gone back to watch Netflix special, yeah. but as I recall in yeah. the original one, you know, the story, the scripted piece that led up to it, yeah. he talked about, uh, meeting uh, Ron Kovic, yeah. right? And he also talked about his own uh, friends and acquaintances yeah. when when he was a kid and Walter yeah. Schoen and Bart Haynes. And that's that part was still there. Yeah. But I, I feel like in the original, the, in my memory, the, the Kovic part loomed larger. And I yeah. felt like he spent a lot more time talking about his friends and that also may just be because uh, he's released letter to you since then yeah. there's been a lot of reflection yes. on those those days and um those and even by the end of the show he would come back to that but those 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 ghosts of his mm-hmm. loomed large throughout the show and it seemed to inform and infuse his performance of born in in the usa that night it was probably the most powerful uh i have ever heard him do that song so during the river tour the second river tour i said and i was lucky enough to go to four or five shows in that run that they seem to have a sense of joy playing together and i said i don't know if it's because of david bowie and glenn fry and prince and and the people that we had lost, but there was a sense of the road in front of us is shorter than the road behind us. I do not know how many more times we will be able to get to do this together. And so therefore, and that may be my psyche moving on to theirs, but that's what I felt. And they felt like the sense of joy that as they were playing together during that tour, like, this is a blast and I don't know how many more times we're going to be able to do this. So I'm going to enjoy every 
freaking second on stage and every note and every song and every applause because it's the joy. Uh, I wonder, because this is what, three years later, roughly three, four years. How long has it been since the Netflix and the original Broadway ended? I did not do the three. math. That's three. three. Yeah. So he's three years older. We've gone through a pandemic. He has lost, you know, the last remember the Castiles. His mother is older and the nation and the world has experienced this pandemic that has led to so much death. You wonder if his sense of mortality is more awareness and maybe that's where some of this sense from the new show is coming from. I don't doubt that at all. Um, I, I think, um, I mean, he, he doesn't directly address his own mortality, but he addresses mortality. The show is about mortality. Yes. Right. Um, I don't think that's an overstatement or an overgeneralization. It is about mortality. And um, I, I, I think that has to be in his mind, but I think, you know, uh, I was going to say because of the way his mind works or his heart works, or yeah. I don't know, just the way he, just who he is, he's like focusing more on on the absences from his life rather than on yeah when he will be right right um the but you know that's I think I think he's spoken about that that's just you know you get to a certain stage of life. Up until that point, that's pretty rare, right? Yeah, and then all exactly. of a sudden, it starts to become much more common on that. Um, I don't know. We will get there someday too, right? Yeah, I, I know that uh, toward the end, uh, my father-in-law seemed to be a little more morbid, you know, and I now realize it was because, you know, he was had reached the age and he had retired and and the road ahead was much, you know, it was just more pronounced. Um, the, I guess the other, the next song change would be uh, 40 American Skin for Ghost of Tom Joad, right? So yeah. talk about that with me. You know, that's actually the one that I, I saw coming. I, I had a feeling. Um, before I even had any notion of there being any kind of spoilers at all. Like I just sort of like, yeah, I wonder if he'll do this because that just like, there was the, the purpose of Jode at that point was to, you know, it represented uh, his activism and um, you know, his, his, the role of civics in his music. And um, you know, it was more, you know, times it was focused on the border you know with other issues but here like it just seems like the predominant conversation over the last year has really been around black lives matter yes and uh it just it just it it doesn't surprise me that that he did that Uh, and i thought it it was it was great it was it was it was wholly appropriate i i will say the the arrangement was great Mm -hmm. on it I personally was thrown a little bit because I, I actually didn't know what he was 
starting to play until he started seeing for whatever reason the, the way he was playing it it sounded like he was starting to play hungry hard okay that's funny <laughs> on the acoustic guitar and i'm like this seems inappropriate yeah, right the, now. yeah, that, yeah what is he doing and then he started i'm like oh okay, okay. yeah okay. i got it um uh i am not I'm not a musician, so I can't quite mm-hmm. tell you the technical description yeah. of what you did with the arrangement on it. Um, it was like a different key or whatever, but it was definitely like a a, a different mm-hmm. a different uh, arrangement on it. Um, but it was great, and it was every bit as powerful as you would think it would be. The another thing that before I had gone to the show, I had said, "Hmm, Dancing in the Dark." I don't know if I would have picked that song, right? Yeah. And then when he talks about putting on like his mother putting, you know, he ties it into his mom wanting to dance and then going into Land of Hope and Dreams that if I had to pick a moment, that one-two punch, if I've, has been one of my highlights. So I was glad to see that that's made the cut. I, I agree. I so here's the cynical side. Of yeah. me. We, I don't I hardly even have one, but it, this, yeah. is, this is where I can say it comes out. When I saw the the opening show of the first run, yeah, there was no tie at all to his mom. For oh, Dancing there wasn't. The okay, there was no talk. I mean, there there just wasn't. It like the song just comes out of nowhere. I, I, there was some there was some lead up to it. I can't remember exactly what it was, mm-hmm. but it felt abrupt and awkward yeah. and like it was thrown in because oh it's the end of the show we need to like, yeah but and by the time i had gone back he had not only um expanded the segment on his mother and talked about the importance of the dancing and then kind of tied back to that at the end yeah. and i'm like oh well that's actually brilliant that actually yes. works perfectly and now it was even more powerful right because yes. he had talked earlier in the show about his mother cannot dance anymore but still tries to and in her mind does and you know it, that just made that um it, it just fit perfectly yeah now. so i don't think it was originally planned that way in the show mm-hmm. or if it does if it, maybe it was and he hadn't explicitly drawn right. that out but it, but it's there now. Yeah, and and yeah, I mean, I it connected the dots for me and made it really good. And like I said, the the going the segue from Dancing in the Dark to Land and Hope and Dreams without taking a break, you know, is just I still think brilliant. You know, he actually took a break. Oh, um, he did this time. Oh, well, so he 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 finished dancing, and there was like he stopped and then a couple seconds later he went into land of hope and dreams but it was long enough that i was like oh please don't tell me please please tell me he's not going to skip land yeah. of hope and dreams because the other times it was like it was yeah exactly it was like it. Yeah. yeah exactly where you know he didn't even stop um so um i've shared this story many times uh one of my best friends sam often says you know can he just skip Born to Run and give us a different song? We've all there heard Born to Run enough. And I go, Sam, every one show is someone's first show. And how disappointed are you going to be if you go to see Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band? They don't do Born to Run. So if you've never seen him perform live, 
you have a surprise coming for you this time, don't you? Yeah, you know, well, this wasn't Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band, right? right. So, um, I I I enjoyed the communal sing along part of yeah. you know Born to Run in the previous run, but you know, I saw an interview today, yesterday with Bruce, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, um, it, it, it's Born to Run." I'll see you in my dreams. Really, um, it, it's more summational to the show. I than, and I agree with that statement. Was. Yes, I, and I totally, I totally do. Uh, when he started performing, I was like, "That's brilliant. That's perfect." Right. Um, so I, I was fine with, yeah. with the, I mean, I, I, I'm not somebody who said, I'm not somebody who would ever say, "Oh, please give it a rest with Born to Run." Yeah, never. But um, I did not miss it in in the show yeah. because of the way it was structured. Yeah, yeah I, I could think that. Um, and that's such a powerful song and um and it is um i have made the joke that um i've often quoted i have quoted land of hope and dreams at at different funerals i've gone to and and where i've been asked to speak and i'm like and i always make the joke and one day i hope years from now chris will say Land of Hope and Dreams at mine, but now that it may be, you know, this song, uh, because it is perfect. It is just a, a, and so I, first off, were you thrilled that we were getting a new song, quote unquote? Oh, the, uh, the premiere of Asking Me yeah. Dreams. Yeah, but, but, you know, at that point, all I was thinking, so the setup for this, okay, and I wrote about this, uh, and I have no idea if Bruce knew this was going to happen. I have to believe he he didn't because he seemed genuinely overwhelmed. Yeah. Right. But he starts by saying um, he really appreciates being able to do the show again this summer because it gives him the ability to revisit, uh, yeah. to visit with his father again. He loved that in the first show. Like it was like, right. I get to come here every night and I get to see my father. Um, yeah, I get to see Clarence because I tell these stories and in my mind as I tell them, I visualize them, right? And um, and as he starts to say this, he starts to get overcome with emotion. And I have seen him tear up before, right? We all have seen those moments on stage. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, the man talked about his mother uh, with 10 years in the Alzheimer earlier in the show, right? Yeah. And still kept his composure. But for whatever reason, at this moment, he just lost it. Yeah. And the tear starts screaming and his voice just broke. Mm. Um, he couldn't like the whole sentence just couldn't come out. And um, you know, he would start to rattle off his ghosts and the people in his life that were just gone, that meant something to him, right? Mm -hmm. That meant much to him and his friends and his family members. And he's like, I just, you know, I just you know, would, they were here and would say, um, you know, that, you know, I miss them. And as he said, I miss them. His voice just like broke again. And wow. He was sniffing, you know, back the tears and he kind of like, you can't see on the podcast, but he had to like just put his hand yeah. completely over his eyes and rub them. I mean, it was like, a, and, and at this time, I'm telling you, man, the whole theater was, we, we people were audibly sobbing. Yo, I bet. I mean, yeah. audibly. I just I and I was one of them. Like it yeah. was like, like I mean, it was like yeah. it, it, was, it was not just tears. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah exactly. Um, crying, all, yeah. all around me, and it yeah. was it was 
like the rawest, bravest like thing. Like I'm just sitting there going, like, uh, like if there's anything I can do to help you get through yeah. this moment and to the other side, I am sending it. Like, yeah, uh, because holy cow, where you are right now, how 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 are you going to get through this? Um, I just I felt so much love. Yeah. I mean, sounds a little weird to say no, for him. Right just a human being, right? Like yeah. just like experiencing that. And, and, and it's stayed with me afterwards. Right. And I'm like, it, it's, um, and I was talking to a friend of mine later that night who, who brought this out. Like, you know, that's, there's, there's a difference between talking about loss and then ex- talking about and processing grief. Yes. And, that was like i'm like that's the first time like he's talked about he's been on the other side yeah. of that and talked about clarence and his father mm-hmm. but it felt like in that moment he was reliving that uh and they're like well geez like yeah of course he feels those things the same way we do when we lose people but um you know you typically aren't in front of a stage of thousands of people when you're feeling it wow so. that's that sounds pretty special yeah. So, you know, so, but anyways, so by the time he gets into like, I'll see you in my dreams, yeah. we're, we're just like, it's, we're just a mess anyway. Right? right. Um, it was a beautiful performance, but I just cried my way through it. Oh, wow. That's good. So if I could, you, you talked a little bit about this on your article. So I'd like you to re- kind of summarize, or maybe you have fresh thoughts after it's because it's been a while. Um, I don't think it's fair to compare the two, but that's what we're going to do anyway. Right. I mean, because, um, you know, it, and, and by the way, that's a tradition, right? When you have a revival of a successful Broadway show, you compare it to the original, right? So, yeah. yeah. And it was, I mean, it, it was a revival, right? Like the story was the same. The script was modernized. There's a couple new musical numbers. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a great, it's probably my, the best descriptor for it. My slight hope is that it gets a Tom Tommy note, a Tony nomination for best oh. revival. I'm just saying. I just that'd be would, so, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Wouldn't that just be awesome? <laughs> uh, you, you, you wonder if it would be like the fastest revival. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, compared to the original, I, the um, I did write a little bit about this. You did. And I talked a little bit about this earlier that the the original to me was just this beautiful, cohesive work of art. And even the the cadence, the language, the stylized uh, script was part of that, right? Like you were in that. And to me, it lost a little bit from the switching back and forth. It felt a little bit cobbled right and like all the pieces work um and if you listen to them just on their own they work beautifully but as a whole it just felt uh not as cohesive and and i and i i i would bet that that's he's gonna figure out how to bring those together over the course of the run so i know i keep bringing this up but it's as i said it just happened you know, Chris said, I can't imagine watching this routinely 
he said it was so emotional. How do you do that every night? How do you share so much? Um, and I said, and think about it, you know, it's a performance. So when he's stumbling for a word, that's part of the script. I mean, you know, he's he's not really stumbling for the word. It's the, the script. But I don't know about that. You really? You don't think when he's when he's talking about something and kind of thinking, I just assumed that was, it came across real, but it was, that's scripted. I've, I've seen enough and heard enough through other means yeah. of the shows to have, to be able to have picked up variances. Okay. Uh, like, let's put it this way. I'm not saying he doesn't in that moment, just like he does on stage with the East Bay band, decide he's going to call an audible and like i'm okay. going to do this next part this way or add in this next line i think he does okay. that okay but i'm not sure that it's premeditated okay. and scripted like up front on the teleprompter okay. like okay my guess is the script won't change that much on the prompter throughout okay. but he will his performance may be yeah. we're okay thinking about yeah. it okay. sorry, i didn't mean to, i didn't mean to throw your story <laughs> no 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 that's no no I, i'm glad you brought that up so i i have I have not seen other people review since then. So I don't know. Um, does he have, I would think the same emotional response as he's telling the story. Uh, and before he gets into, I'll see you in my dreams would be there. I, but I'm certainly think this for the first one, it is something pretty unique that you've got to see. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if he still has that if he tries to have that like yeah. how that works i i you know um i am something of a historian you know in the way i kind of approach my blog yeah and one of the things i've like i have devoted a crazy amount of hours of my life listening to like every bootleg of yes. like every tour in chronological order so that i could see from night to night how his performance evolved right and where certain things came from and it, I I have regretted a bit that because of the nature of this show that there's just not the same amount of like documents. I mean, maybe they recorded, I don't know, but mm -hmm. man, I would sure love to be able to actually listen to the show night after night after night and see where some of these stories first came in. Sure. Uh, and because there's there's not much of a collective idea from all of us yet as fans how the show evolved over like some of us have seen a few shows but none of us could have afforded to see as many shows right. as we might normally send a target yeah. prices or the tickets are just yeah. high right um and yeah I, I still i know this will never happen but which by the way i i think is interesting um you know originally he performed for the obama white house and uh -huh. you know and supposedly I'm not going to supposedly President Obama said, you know, you should take that on the road. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, which, by the way, Hamilton was performed for the Obama yes. White House. And they yes. said, hey, so I'm just saying the Obama White House, pretty good track record of, of Broadway plays. Right. Yeah. Um, you just said that to you. Uh, oh, it's with, with Flynn. You yeah, that, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, I heard you say this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, but I would love to hear a recording of what he did for that staff members. Oh, I would too. And just to sure. see, you know, and you are a historian. When you do roll of the dice, you will take all the different versions 
of a song in whether it's Johnny 99 or whatever and go through the different phases and go through the different songs and that's one of the things that why I love reading your blog and it would be interesting to see how the show has evolved um I, I like for example did on this version did he do long time coming and talk about his father visiting him um he did, he he did, did not okay yeah um and even with the the show actually evolved more it changed more in the first run yeah more than people realized right like there were songs that were added removed brought back right switched around um there was a not a lot not compared to a tour but i mean it, yeah. it changed i'm i am curious to see if some of those things happen on you know over the course of this 30 show or so yeah that would be interesting so good so um it, it's kind of hard to you've compared the two but you can't they're two separate oh. things i mean can you yeah i mean that was I guess the other part of it was so i was gonna say that artistically uh, I thought the original was cleaner and maybe more powerful, uh, but there was something about the emotional power of this one yeah. that was much uh, rawer and uh, potent than the original. And and part of that was just the additional life experience that he brought to it. Yeah. Um, part of it was just his vulnerability that he brought to it. Um, and part of it was the song voice. Um, but there was no doubt that that I felt uh, more moved even mm-hmm. than the first one. And, and part of it is just the alchemy of just the circumstances, right? Like yeah. it's just, we're all there and oh my God, we survived. Like yes. we survived this year and we made it here yes. together and we share this bond, right? right. And, uh, and, and that, I, I mean, I, I used the, I think, I think my, my summational line in the review was like, as a work of art, it doesn't compare to the original, but as a rite of communion, boy, did it like transcend the original one, right? It just felt like you had this intimate connection with the artist and with the people around you on that. Um, I also wrote like when he did Thunder Road, yeah, like I had, you couldn't hear a sound in the audience but I absolutely felt that every single person in the room was singing along Yes, in their head You're right. right, and their heart. And I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the goofiest thing to say, but I'm like, I, this is happening. I know this is happening. I feel it. Can't hear it, but it's happening. That's so. greatness. You know, uh, it, it, it sounds like, and I, and I, this is a poor analogy, but it's like, um, the studio version of a song can be cleaner and more beautiful, but there's nothing to compare to the energy of a live performance. And even though they're both live performances, the original is almost like the studio version. And this latest is like a live performance that's just changed a little bit. Um, So that's, that's great. And I, I, and I'm, I am thrilled that people are getting the chance to see this again. Uh, I know that I've gotten two or three people that have never, um, you know, um, 
uh, Lauren from New Orleans has never seen Bruce live and she got tickets. Her and her dad are going to see. Oh, that's great. In New Orleans, this is going to be their first experience and she's booked already. She's going to be on the show to, to tell the story. And mm. I'm, I can't wait to hear her version of this. Um, well, Ken, you know, my normal question, is there anything I should have asked you about the show that I didn't? <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, should have been prepared for that. Um, don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Okay. I think you did a pretty good job on that. Okay, good. So. And uh, yeah. well, great. Uh, so um, you're about to take a break, though the blog will continue. Hmm. Now, does this blog count? Will... Does this count as consistent postings? Are I you haven't decided. This? I, okay. I I probably will because um, technically I'm still publishing. Yeah, you know, I, absolutely. Uh, the, the Kingdom of Days uh, yeah. ones. I feel maybe that's cheating a little bit because those are like 90% written and I just basically like update them a little bit each year. But you um, still have to update but, them. Yeah. Yeah, I still have to update them. Okay. Um, but you just got to the point where I, I for, for most of the last three years or so, I had like a month long uh, buffer, like a queue. Yeah. And, uh, I thought maybe during the pandemic, it would have been easier to keep it up, but it got harder. Yeah. And like, I just didn't want to spend all that time working and at my computer and then blogging. Right. And uh, it just got whittled down and whittled down and whittled down. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm out of lead time and there's live music and I have tickets for concerts this summer and I want to go and enjoy it and not be like stressed. Like, sorry, I can't go out and hang out with you guys after the show, but I got to go back and write a blog post. So uh, I decided I'm going to, my wife and I are taking a little two-week vacation, and then I'm going to take okay. two weeks basically to build up that buffer, that lead time, yeah. and then be back at it in August. That's awesome. So. And if someone wants to find the blog, go ahead and plug it. And if they want to reach you, how can they? Uh, the blog is eStreetShuffle.com. Um, you can reach me at Ken at eStreetShuffle.com. It's probably the easiest way to remember. Okay. And uh, yeah, that'll work. We're on Twitter. I'm at K Rosen. Um, in a bunch of different Facebook groups for booze too. So I'm pretty yes. easy to find. Yes, you are. Very nice. Well, I appreciate you so much. Um, during the heat hey, wave, uh, <laughs> I now feel like I should insert Martha Mandel. Talk a heat wave. I actually <laughs> you know? thought about like re- resurfacing that one on my blog. Yeah. It's been nuts here. I hope you guys get at least a little bit of cooling weather and then you guys go out of town and enjoy your tropical right. breezes and uh, many tropical drinks and enjoy and uh, love the no internet and no email, just being unplugged. It is crazy that we have to go to the South Pacific to cool down 30 <laughs> degrees from home in the Pacific it, Northwest. It, it, it is does. odd. It is. Uh, but yeah, my daughter's like, you know, we were, the heat hit like 110 yesterday. She's like, this isn't supposed to happen here. And I'm like, we apparently live in a world where the words not supposed to happen here don't really mean anything anymore. It, it, so. it Well said. Yeah, it is just crazy. So um, I would be the crazy guy. And I've joked about this. If I lived in Alaska, I would have an air conditioner because I grew up in the South. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, uh, just because and also because my first new car I bought did not have an air conditioner. I was like, oh, I don't need an air conditioner. And like the first summer it hit in Louisiana, I'm like, what was I, an idiot? 
why did I buy a new car without an air conditioner? So uh, I've never, so I, we've been living out here for 20 some years and I've not yeah. ever had an air conditioner. And uh, I posted on Facebook, like the little, every, everybody in town basically posted the same Facebook post that day, yeah. which is like their favorite weather app with the yeah. actual temperature, right? It was like yeah. 109. Yeah. And I was like, my caption was like, okay, okay, I will think about getting an air conditioner. <laughs> and my, my mom saw that in Philadelphia. She was like, finally, finally, finally. it's about time. I've been telling you for years. Yeah. Uh, I was like, all right, mom, I'm just thinking about it. All right. Well, be safe. Be good. Uh, listeners, um, if you are heading to Broadway for multiple times or your first time, let me know. Come to me. Join me. We'd love to talk about it on the show. Uh, let me live vicariously through you. Uh, but yeah, for please now, do because I want to hear too how the show changes over the, yes, over the course exactly. of it. So come I talk to Jeffy yes. so that I can listen and exactly. find out. Exactly. We want to do that. Yeah. Um, so uh, go get vaccinated. Go, please. Let's get us back. Um, I'm. We're all getting back to restaurants and live music and new shows. And uh, so I want to hear all about it. But for now, be good to each other and we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation. And I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlessingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at SetLustingBruce, and my personal Twitter is at DFW. We have a website, www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said listening Bruce. Set Listening Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. Oh, geez. Should we put like a spoiler alert before this episode? <laughs> yes. I, in fact, yes, I will. Do not um, listen any further. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't want spoilers. Hang on. Um, in fact, wait, hang on. Hang on right now. Okay. It's, it's 611. Making a note. Spoiler warning. Okay, listeners, 
I'm going to cut this and edit and put it up front. That's okay. Okay, right. listeners, uh, Ken and I are about to get into the nitty gritty of the performance. Uh, we're going to ask, I'm going to ask him specific questions. He's going to give specific answers. So if you are wanting to go, if you are going to see the revival of Springsteen on Broadway and you want to be um, virgin, no spoilers, um, save this episode. And then after you go to Broadway, come back and listen to it. Fair enough. Do you think, Ken? Oh yeah. Okay. That's that's uh, that's the right balance, I think. Yeah, I think so. Okay. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.